Hello and welcome to season two of the Tigers and Takedown podcast. I'm Morgan. And I'm James. And we are so excited to be back for our second season of the Tigers and Takedowns podcast, talking about the 2023 and 24 season of Mizzou Wrestling. Yeah, season is right around the corner. Wrestle-offs are uh, later this week on Saturday, and so we're just kind of ready to dive into it. Just a little bit of background on us. Uh, we are a couple. We are engaged mm-hmm. to be married, so yep. it's really serious. Um <laughs> I am a little bit newer into uh, my wrestling fandom, but at this point, it's I'm I'm almost. Like, I mean, I don't know if you're new. I was say I'm almost five years in. Yeah. At this point, um, James, of course, brought me into the fold of uh, watching wrestling, and it started with Mizzou wrestling. But now, I'm all about college wrestling. In fact, I am uh, a freelance writer for Intermat covering. Um, women's college wrestling so i've actually kind of dove into that world too which is really exciting yeah hopefully start able to cover a mizzou team here in the next couple of years I'm, I'm telling you coaches if you're listening we need that women's team yep um so i'm james and my background i i wrestled in high school i was not very good if you google me i don't even know that i have a track wrestling profile but uh uh, you know, wasn't very good, left a big impact on me though, and just came to Mizzou really passionate about it and started covering wrestling probably about four years ago now. Mm-hmm. I think it was my fourth season. Um, you know, working with Missouri wrestling, and then this season I'm the Big 12 Intermat correspondent, so pretty familiar with, with the Big 12 coming into this year. And we're also just, I mean, big Mizzou people. <clears throat> we are both oh, Mizzou yeah. grads. I have my bachelor's and master's. Uh, from Mizzou. James has his bachelor's and is about to finish up his uh, doctor of physical therapy degree. Yep. Um, so we are, I mean, just huge Mizzou wrestling fans. We, yep. we try Entrenched to keep in it. Columbia. Yeah. We try to keep it, you know, objective, except for we don't. Um, and we are just really, we keep it objective in other places. We really do. But when it comes to this podcast, we are here. We're to, a little biased. We're a little bit biased and we are here to spread the good word <clears throat> of, uh, Mizzou wrestling and what a fun and exciting team they are to watch, especially this season. Yeah. And so before we dive into it, another exciting thing is we actually have a sponsor yeah. for this podcast, Very which is excited. so exciting. And we are so grateful to be partnering with Wrestling Central. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar, Wrestling Central has um, been in business for 30 years and they've been serving Mizzou wrestling uh, since 1993. Uh, They are your home for um, team and event sales, custom screen printing, custom singlets um, for your schools and club teams. They have shoes, headgear, knee pads, backpacks, all kinds of gear. Uh, And if you're not a wrestler yourself, they also have a huge supply of Mizzou wrestling specific apparel. Me and James both have a ton of it. I mean, you can find some of your favorite Mizzou wrestlers actually on the gear Mm -hmm. itself. Um, and so we think this is an awesome partnership and we are so excited to be working with Wrestling Central. If you're interested in seeing what they have, you can uh, see their whole uh, website at www.wrestling-central.net um, and tell them we sent you. We're so excited to be partnering with them. Yeah, we're big fans of their stuff. Very local, very close to the to the Mizzou Wrestling team so yeah missouri based company <clears throat> yeah so We're really excited super pumped super excited for that um 
but I think we just dive on into it. Yeah, let's get into it with a little bit of a recruiting catch-up from over the summer, which yes. it has been a big one. Yeah, so a lot, not not too much, but a good bit has happened over the summer uh, for the team, uh, kind of starting even before recruiting. Keaton O'Toole, we're recording this Sunday night, so by the time this comes out, I'm sure he'll, he'll have competed. But Yeah, like 3.30 in the morning? I think 2.30, actually. Oh, man. Yeah, so he is in Albania. Yep. Um, competing at 74 kilograms at the U23 World Championships. Um, O'Toole won that spot by placing third at the U.S. Open earlier this year, uh, He, which puts him also on the senior national team. Uh, he didn't compete at U23 nationals, but since he is on the senior team, he just kind of got the bid just because of how all that works. Um, so, you know, he's looking for his second world title, um, age-level title, and uh, – He's he's got a very tough first round matchup. Probably one of the tougher guys at the weight because Iran isn't uh, coming anymore apparently, which was kind of a late add or I guess not add subtraction. Yeah. But uh, you know, just looking to with the 2024 Olympics around the corner, it should be a really good opportunity for him to take on some guys that are. I think there are a couple of them are ranked in that freestyle scene or or right there like number two guys for their country. So really big opportunity for O'Toole. Um, but for recruiting, Mizzou has been very busy. <clears throat> uh, just looking at their 2024 class, they are now up to two, three, four, five, six recruits so far. Um, starting off with Aiden Sinclair, he's number eight on the big board. Uh, AWA kid. Yeah, we love him. Absolute stud. We just watched him win a Super 32 title at 190 pounds earlier today. Uh, seems he's got. Very dynamic offense, obviously AWA, solid scrambler, but similar to Keegan, I think, from what I've seen of him and just kind of heard him in interviews, just very cerebral type wrestler. Um, seems to wrestle very smart and just be very aware in every position and just kind of always have something to go to. So really excited about him. He's kind of the the big crown jewel for Mizzou. <clears throat> yeah, and as a junior, you know, sometimes you get a little bit nervous about how much time that is after a commitment about what might happen but he seems already totally entrenched and has friends that are already on the team and they're so excited <laughs> for him to join the team in just a couple of years so yeah he's like i said that awa connection is so important um and so super excited for him he projects as a 197 i feel like he's a little short for that so we'll see what happens but you know he's He's been winning at 190, 195, so he obviously has the ability to do it. He also, um, uh, earlier this year, he made the Super 32 finals last year but had an injury default. Uh, he was fifth at the U20 U.S. Open, um, but that he's, he's also still U17 eligible, and he actually made the U17 world team this year. Uh, super tough draw. He went one and one, so definitely not the result he was wanting, but uh, you know, the fact that he was so successful at U20s while still being U17 eligible as a junior, um, I think is pretty exciting. Coming into this year, he'll be, you know, back at, uh, I think he'll be at U20s only. So we'll see kind of what that looks. Probably start to see some college guys there. Um, and then recruit is Jace Roller. So he's from Bixby. Um, he, he was the one that we really didn't expect. Um, Coming from that Bixby area, he uh, he is a two-time Oklahoma State champ. Uh, teammates with another recruit, we'll talk about Gage Walker. Uh, he's currently number two at 138 pounds. Missed some time this offseason because of injury, 
Um, but he's got like big, big tournaments on the schedule for high school. So we'll see kind of what he looks like. Uh, pretty crazy that he committed. Yeah. And also, I mean, fun fact, he's um, the son of a former Oklahoma State three-time All-American and a UFC fighter, Shane Roller, if you're familiar with that name. Yeah. For for me, I, I grew up uh, MMA and stuff like that was kind of how I got into wrestling. And so seeing someone like Shane Roller uh, getting a commitment from his son is pretty exciting. I was telling my dad about it and we grew up watching UFC and we're very familiar with Roller and he was excited at the idea of, of getting to meet him. So, you know, really excited for Jace Roller to to commit, but personally pretty excited to meet his dad. Yeah, that would be awesome. And I mean, <clears throat> like you said, anytime you can get someone away from what seems like a shoe-in for Oklahoma State. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. always exciting. It's, it's crazy that, that we ended up getting him. Um, and uh, next uh, is number 39 coming in, Jake Kraps, who was also at uh super 32 this yep. uh this weekend he placed um, eighth today yep and he's from georgia yeah so he's from georgia he's a two-time state champ for cass high school in the area um he's been he placed third as a freshman and then went undefeated at 126 uh he placed at super 32 last year he placed six he's 126 pounds uh you know he projects at 133 but watching him today i mean he's He's long. so long. Yeah, I was I hadn't really gotten a chance to watch too many of his matches, but I was really impressed uh, with how he looked. And, you know, it's hard when they're juniors to or well, I guess they're coming in as seniors yeah. this year, but uh, it's hard to know exactly how the weight will plan out. But he's definitely got the size to to be that 133 future 141 type. Um, after craps, the next one on the board is Mac Mauger. You know, he's been he was the first recruit in this class. Uh, he's ranked at 113 pounds coming from Idaho, which is a state that we've kind of seen Mizzou in the offseason spend a lot more time out there. Kind of a growing state. They've had some uh, success at Fargo and kind of, you know, it's a small state wrestling still growing there, but they're putting out some solid high school recruits here mm -hmm. lately. Um, he competes nationally at 113, but he's won at. 121 or 120 pounds is where he won his last state title. Um, and kind of cool, uh, Willie with Mount Matt Scouts put out a interesting article just about Mauger's uh Fargo background. Um, he he's won four Fargo titles previously, and then this offseason got another Greco title and took third in freestyle. Um, so he is just not just in folk style, but so big on the international styles. He's in the last three years, which is six tournaments between freestyle and Greco. He's got 34 and one record, which is just crazy. Insane. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll have to see what happens kind of going forward with his career, especially as he starts to fill out, you know, 113 as a senior is pretty small. So hopefully he can get up to that 120 coming into college and bulk up some more there. Um, I feel like we don't attract too many Greco like heavy guys, so that's kind of a cool addition and maybe an interesting style to be added to it's, the room, especially a lightweight. You mm -hmm. know, I, th I think that some of the heavier guys we've seen do Greco, but some of these lighter weights, it's uh, it's a good skill to have. You look at a guy like Noah Certain who who had some Greco success and see where that comes into play in in college folk style. Um, the next recruit we have. 
is Wisconsin Jake Stoffel. We love the Wisconsin connection. Yep, another AWA kid. Um, he's he's climbed this offseason. He was just outside the top 100, but this year he's coming in at number 84 right now. Uh, at the US 17 US Open, he was six. Uh, didn't compete at Fargo this year. Uh, he won a state title last year. Looking to see another one. Kind of just, you know, AWA guys tend to peak later in their careers, and we're kind of seeing that with Stoffel and Hopefully we'll we'll see that more. You know, I I know that last year uh, I don't think he did Super Thirty Two or anything like that. I don't know exactly what tournaments the AWA guys are all kind of all over the place as to who following their own paths. Yeah, as to who competes where. Um, but last year I think Askren is real big on having guys compete at Fargo their senior years, so that could be another big opportunity for uh, Stoffel to kind of make a name for himself. Yeah, and then one of the last ones we'll talk about, we kind of mentioned earlier, is Gage Walker, who is uh, a – he competes uh, from Bixby, Oklahoma, with Jace Roller that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. And he is currently ranked number 87. Yeah, Gage Walker, I mean, just shows – this getting two guys from Oklahoma just shows, like, Mizzou broadening. Building bridges. Yeah, especially since coming back into the Big 12, you know, we've seen – I think that the last Oklahoma recruit – before these recent ones was Matt Manley. And even he seemed kind of an outlier. Uh, but now you've got Cam Steed from Collinsville coming in and obviously having success. And now you've got these two Bixby kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bixby's a powerhouse both in-state and nationally. Um, so he's he's a 126-pounder. He's placed at Fargo a couple times. Um, and I believe he's a like three-time state champ. Um for Oklahoma. So I think he'll be looking for his, his fourth title of the season. Um, so just kind of looking at the class overall, you've got six guys in the top 100, which is a great class yeah, already, absolutely. you know? Um, and like such like a, a, a wide variety too. Like it's yeah. not like a lot of guys at the same weight. It's not a lot of guys that have the same background or come from the same places. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm sure that there are some other guys that the school is looking at for 2024. Haven't really heard anything. So far, I think a lot of the top guys have already committed to most yeah. places. Um, but some other guys that came in uh, this, this offseason, obviously, so you've got recruits, uh, well, not recruits now, freshmen, David Cross from Francis Howell and uh, Carter McAllister from Rockbridge. Yeah. Um, Mc, uh, McAllister kind of being the top one, small class, but he was a top 100 uh, wrestler, four-time Missouri State champ, local kid, just just a stud. Um, some other guys also, Drew Stanfield. Uh, he wrestled for a school called St. Michael the Archangel, which we'll talk about again later, actually. Uh, kind of a small school in mm-hmm. Kansas City. Uh, Stanfield took a gray shirt year after graduating in 2022, where he won a state title at 132 pounds and then worked with Sammy Henson for a year. Uh Competed at the Maryville Open last year, college tournament, didn't place, but kind of looking like a 125, 133. Um, another lightweight addition is Lukman Masood. Um, we think. Hopefully. I really hope so. He he was spent two years at Juliet Junior College um, after coming out of, I believe, Illinois in high school. Um, he For them, he was their all-time leading scorer and a uh, junior college all-american at 125 pounds he was even named the school's athlete of the year which is always a big deal when a wrestler has success like that yeah and he'll be coming in as a junior two years of eligibility left 
Um, so really like a lot of extra potential from there as well. Yeah. And like I said, having depth at those light weights at those 125 pounds is always just so important. And you never know how guys will develop once they actually like get in the room. And that field, you've talked about it before on some of your big 12 stuff. That field is so wide open and, and just so volatile, really. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's it's qu quite crazy. Um, but then looking ahead. 2025 class recently. You always got to be doing your homework ahead of time. Yeah. You know? 2025 class has been pretty busy. Mizzou's gotten two big recruits. Um, starting with the first one that committed was Peyton Westfall coming from Liberty, Missouri, yeah. that Kansas City area. Got to um, keep the Missouri talent here in the state. Oh, absolutely. He and, you know, getting especially not just in, uh, Missouri talent, but from a school like Liberty, where we've kind of seen. Some of their guys, you know, kind of go to other schools, recently commit. you got some guys going to Purdue, Hunter Taylor going to Oregon State. Mm -hmm. um, so it's good to see a Liberty kid, especially one like Westfall, uh, staying in town. Um, and Mizzou already has Easton Hilton, who's also from Liberty. Yeah, so just building that connection, making that stronger is, is just so important um, for for Mizzou, who does have strong ties in Kansas City, but has definitely seen some guys um leave leave the state um peyton westfall you know he is he is a uh two-time missouri state placer he was fifth as a freshman and then second at 175 um he's competed with liberty they go all over the place so he's placed at the dan gable donnie brook won the southern plains regional i think they went to iron man but he didn't place uh he was a junior freestyle all-american at fargo um yeah, and he's currently the second highest recruit from Missouri on the 2025 uh, billboard. Just behind, can we talk about him yet? Oh, yeah. Just this week, <clears throat> uh, got a commitment from heavyweight Samson Stillwell, which was really, really exciting to see. He's number 45, um, and uh, that, you know, Coach Smith puts out his bat signal, and this mm -hmm. time on the bat signal on Twitter, he said, this is a big, big one or something like that with big in all caps. And James was immediately like, that's got to be Samson Stillwell. He is has a record of 68 and one, mm -hmm. which is crazy. He's got two state titles. Uh, he was uh, he won the 2022 Kansas City Stampede. I mean, he is just a really awesome addition to have, especially a heavyweight. Yeah, he competes for St. Michael the Archangel, like Drew Stanfield. Yep, so, bring you know, back. strong connection. Schools in Lee Summit, I found out. I kind of had to look that up. But um, I, I believe he was on the visit with Westfall, actually. Uh, Must have been a good visit. Yeah, Stillwell. He made the U-17 world team for freestyle this year. He he, I think he went 0-1 or 1-1, but still just showing that potential uh, going forward, he was uh, he finished third in 16U freestyle. He's won 16U Greco at Fargo last year. He was third in Greco uh, at the U.S. Open for the for the U U17 trials. Um, he's the top recruit in Missouri right now. The number two heavyweight in the class of 2025, uh, actually behind the guy that he beat at the U.S. Open. Well, he split matches with, yeah. but so you know. A little bit of a asterisk for that number two heavyweight for that class. Um, but Stillwell is massive. He's 6'4 yeah. and 245 as going into his junior year. And he is, you know, you look at like Zach Elam and he looks the same size as Zach right now. Already. Yeah. You know, and, and not necessarily like he's going to get much bigger, but I think he really shows that like 
next generation, which Zach is too, of a, a bit of a smaller, more athletic type heavyweight. Super athletic. Yeah. And you, you look at the history of Mizzou heavyweights from Kansas City. I mean, you got Mark Ellis, Don Bradley, Zach Elam. Some of our faves. Yeah. You know, all the All-American, all, all of Mizzou's All-Americans, heavyweight All-Americans come from Kansas City. Fun fact for so you. So that really presents well for uh, Stillwell's projections coming into school. Let's keep it rolling. Yeah. Um, oh, another guy. I actually totally forgot. A guy, because some sites have him listed as a 2025 recruit, but he is a 2024 recruit, is Logan Cole. Uh, he's not on the big board. He's a three-time state placer for Montana. Uh, he was third at 126, fourth at 152, and most recently second at 160. But he's kind of competed with injuries for for a lot of those. So coming into his senior year, kind of have to see what uh, what that looks like for him. Um, you know, Tyrell Todd coming from Montana. That's kind of where that tie oh, comes yeah. from. Uh, also, I thought it was pretty cool. He scored a perfect 36 on his ACT. When I saw that, it made me actually really mad. <laughs> mad? Yeah, like be good at sports or be smart. Oh, my gosh, Don't I know. I know. Or it's like. Yeah, this guy's going to medical school after he graduates. Oh yeah. That's oh, who like... was that? The uh, Jake on the team. There. Oh, um, and his little brother. Oh yeah, Jacob. Falcon. Uh, Falcon went to freaking medical school. School after after yes. he was done on the and team. It's like I I actually had a funny story, and I never talked to him, so he wouldn't know who I was. But I actually had a biochem class with him in undergrad, and I was like, "How are you? He, you're starting for Mizzou. How are you in biochem and?" probably doing better than me yeah like, insane I, crazy 36 on the act and a three-time state placer yeah and he just there's a really great article that i put in my tweet about him a while back that kind of dives into just a little bit more about him as a person and and he just sounds like a great guy to have you know um mizzou being such a strong not just wrestling program but a character program i think just shows like he is a going to be a great influence and a great addition to the team yeah um so that's all the current recruits that they have. Some other guys to keep an eye out on is uh, number 15, Colin Rath from Pennsylvania. Oh, um, oh I was going to say, and there's also number 18, Seth Mendoza, who's from Illinois. Yep, and he he's a big one. He's also at 126. Um, number 30, Cody Routledge, another Oklahoma kid. I believe he's from Edmond North, though. So another high school, Mizzou trying to break into. Um, and then David Gleason is one, number 135 from Staley. Mizzou obviously having the Elam brothers have a strong Staley tie. Yep, so and now the Tiger style invite, which we'll talk yep, about too. That's yep. at Staley High School. Um, and then a guy that's not ranked on the big board, but Hank Benter. He's a, I believe he's a two-time Missouri State champ coming from Hickman High School. Um, he's he also has wins over ranked guys, but he's just, I think nationally just hasn't gotten that win to kind of put him up there just yet. But you know, Hickman putting out guys like Jaden Cox, Jeremiah Kent in recent years, really good uh addition to have all right and so kind of talked about the recruits time to dive into the regular season uh schedule came out a lot of exciting things a little bit of a unique schedule for the tigers mm -hmm. haven't seen this for them uh i don't know ever but looking forward to some good competition uh starting like i said this week or next weekend saturday october 28th with the black and gold duel which i i love every year i mean it just gets you ready for the season it gets you excited and also it's your first time unless they've done some sort of off-season competing to see a lot of these guys for the first time since last season and also maybe get a little insight into what the lineup's going to look like because up until this point you don't necessarily know yeah so the black and gold duel it's an inter-squad type of 
a scrimmage, you know, it's kind of a wrestle off for some weights. It's not always clear and it's not always like the final decision. Yeah. Um, you know, like one guy might beat someone in a wrestle off, but then the other guy ends up starting for the season. It just kind of is another data point to give coaches a somewhat of an idea, you know, so just looking at some, some weights where we can expect some good matches, 133 pounds, uh, Connor Brown graduated. So there, it seems like it's sounding like there will kind of be of a three match or, or a three guy mm-hmm. round robin type of deal with Eric Lovelace, uh, Zeke Seltzer and Trey Crawford. Uh, you know, Zeke Seltzer was kind of the blue chip recruit coming out of high school, had a pretty solid red shirt season, took out some guys that had qualified previously uh, going back and forth between 133 and 141. Um, but then you look at a guy like Trey Crawford you know, he was a starter, went back and forth with Connor Brown in 2022 as a starter, obviously had some some solid wins, some inconsistency yeah. uh, last year at 141. I think he was a little banged up. So, uh, I mean, if he's on it, then he, he could absolutely be the starter. And then kind of a dark horse guy, Eric Lovelace, you know, we haven't really seen him a whole lot so far, but he's had close matches with guys before. Sounds really motivated this season, ready to come in and, and make an impact. So I definitely think that'll be a, a weight to keep an eye on. Um, yeah, we we saw him at the the barbecue over the summer that yeah. they were having. And I mean, he was just uh, talking about how, how hard he's been working over the summer <clears throat> and how, how good he's feeling in the room. And I, I don't know if something clicked there. And, you know, we obviously don't know what things are looking like in there. But yeah. it's always exciting when a guy is very motivated. Like yeah, that. love seeing that. Um, another weight that we will probably see some competition, um, probably 157, 149, uh, seeing some different matches there. It sounds like Cam Steed's cutting down to 157 pounds, you know, kind of had a breakout uh tournament last year at the southern scuffle where he finished fourth yeah it was really exciting to talk to him after that yeah he lost in the first round reeled off six wins and then had an injury default in the third place match um you know just like if he can he had ranked wins at that tournament if he can simulate that at 157 i mean it's very exciting to get a guy like that yeah absolutely um and then well are we going to be looking at 184 we talked about it this is like one of our recurring headlines last year but uh with um colton hawks and and, uh clayton whiting it seems like both of those guys may have kind of separated from sean Harmon last year um hawks ended up winning the spot while whiting redshirted and hawks you know went on to uh once he got the spot down he he was way more consistent had success finished fourth at big 12s made the round of 16 at ncaa yeah i thought he was gonna go on a run yeah took out the 10 seed who ended up being an all-american so very solid uh end of his season but then you look at clayton whiting that guy's tough yeah he went 23 and 3 as a red shirt while redshirting uh he actually beat colton hawks at the uni open uh, and beat Bennett Berge, who beat Colton Hawks at the same tournament. So, you know, you look at a guy like Whiting, his his losses were a little hit and miss. Definitely, I'm very curious to see what he looks like with a with an offseason now and, and a year in the room. Um, but, I mean, the guy beat Abe Assad when he was a high school senior. So, very clearly able to compete with those top 16, top 12 type of guys and and whoever comes out between him and Hawks, you kind of think will be fighting for a podium spot this season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, those are kind of the two biggest ones. We'll also probably see some 
some matches like 125, kind of seeing who's the main backup to no certain. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, 149, seeing who's sitting behind Brock Mahler. Sounds like Joffrey might be going down. Yep. Um, we just got also some some really big uh, seniors or, or their mm-hmm. graduate students, but like guys on their last year of eligibility that are going to be leaving the team this year that are going to leave some really big gaps in the lineup. So it'll be exciting to see where some of those backup guys are at right now. Yeah, I think uh, we'll probably do more of a lineup preview, but you yeah. know, Brock Mahler is looking to become, or well, Brock Mahler, Keegan O'Toole, and Rocky Elam. Um, are all looking to become the school's, I think, fourth ever four-time All-American, yep. which is pretty crazy. And Brock's a senior. Uh, Peyton Mako's a senior. Zach Elam is a senior. So really veteran team this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, definitely want to see what depth behind them and what the future might look like for them. Um, so got that this weekend or next weekend. And then the first time we actually see them is the Tiger Style Invite in Kansas City. Uh, that's hosted at Staley High School, which we mentioned is uh, where the Elam brothers uh, competed and graduated from. And uh, last year, Mizzou won. They had 187.5 points. Uh, they had five champs. Um, and we also got to see a lot of wrestlers for the first time uh, competing last year. Um, do we know who all is going to be there this year? I know last year it was Maryland, Little Rock, Illinois, Drexel, Cal Poly. Yeah, I think a lot of those schools are coming again, um, but let me double check. I know Illinois is not coming, so it's Missouri, Maryland, Cal Poly. Uh, Southern Illinois. Yeah, SIUE, uh, Little Rock, and Lindenwood. Oh, perfect. Um, so, and Lindenwood will be exciting to see as they're transitioning still to D1. Yeah, Lindenwood is a you know another D1 school in Missouri. They're, they are in their second year of making that transition, so they can't do postseason stuff yet. Mizzou dueled them last year. You know, it was it. There's a there's a difference in competition when you when you come to Division One, and it takes time. And I expect London one to be good and have an impact. But it's good for them to kind of get that Division One experience for these young guys that when they're seniors, they they could be in the starting lineup. You know, um, so Tiger Style invite pretty much an open, really good way to start the season. The only tournament on Mizzou's schedule this season. Yeah, um, which I, when you said that to me, I was like, we must be looking at it wrong. Yeah, so there's no Southern Scuffle. You know, last year the Scuffle guys got really banged up. I think there were like three concussions, it was horrible a, to a watch. broken nose. I mean, it was pretty rough. And and I, Co- we talked to Coach Smith. And, you know, it, also in this day and age when you're just trying to keep guys healthy and, and March is the big thing that matters, getting all your guys to the, to the tournament. A big part of that is keeping your guys healthy. So – uh, tournaments can be kind of notorious during the season, just especially on you. especially those when you're on winter break. And it's like, I know you just had Christmas, but it's time to cut down and make weight and yep. compete for two days, you know. So a little bit of a different schedule, but starting with the invite will be really solid. That leads us right into uh, our the duel on November 19th against Arizona State. Uh, this is something that they are going to be looking to uh, redeem themselves a little bit because they actually lost this duel by two points last year, 1917. Yeah, last year, super tight duel. It was at Arizona State. Um, you know, Noah Certain wasn't fully healthy, nope. kind of dealing with a knee issue. And then you got Alan Hart kind of losing kind of late. Same with Brock Mahler. Um, Arizona State's one of the top schools. They're actually joining the Big 12 next season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's always good to get these really tough duels in. You know, they're they're probably a top 
they're definitely a top 10 team this season. Um, probably some of the biggest matches just off the top of my head. We'll, we'll do more actual line. Uh, yeah. We'll do actual previews. previews eventually, but I mean, they've got number three, Richie Figueroa, 125 pounds and him and Noah certain had a solid match last year. Um, you got Jesse Vasquez. Uh, you've got Kyle Parco versus Brock Mahler. Uh, you know, Parco beat him twice last season, including in the NCAA quarterfinals. So yeah. that's going to be a big rematch for Mahler. Especially after the growth that we saw Mahler have throughout the season last year. Like the, the Mahler we saw at the Arizona State Bowl oh, yeah. was not the same one that was competing towards the end of the season. Yeah. Um, you've also got Ja'Cory Teamer coming back after being injured last season at 157 pounds. He's a former All-American. Um, you've got Colton Schultz. I don't. I don't think he'll be taking an Olympic red shirt, but he's a, he's a, you know, Greco world team guy. He, he had, a, he, he kind of beat Zach pretty one-sided last season. He's just so big and so hard to <laughs> yeah. wrestle and, and is just so tough. Um, so definitely a match that's going to be super fun. Someone like Keegan O'Toole having a big impact is going to be important. Someone like Peyton Mako. Um, so just kind of have to see what, uh, what that looks like, especially so early in the year. It's so tough to start with. Um, after that, get a bit of a break heading into December. Uh, December 1st, they take on OU with their new head coach, Roger Kish, uh, former North Dakota State head coach. Uh, last year, you know, they the Tigers went to went to uh, McCaslin Field House and beat them pretty handily. Kind of handled yeah, 33 to 3. This season, OU brought in a bunch of transfers. Like I said, new head coach. Um, and the big one is Steven Buchanan at 197 pounds, yeah. former big 12 champ for Wyoming. He's coming in and I mean, he's a title contender, uh, not just that, but the last time we saw him against Rocky Elam, he beat Rocky three times. And, uh, I actually got a chance to interview Buchanan for Intermat earlier this year. And when I asked him matches, he was looking forward to, you know, he talked about the Aaron Brooks, the Trent Hydley's, but, uh, he, Rock, he mentioned Rocky, Rocky Elam was one that he was really you know, those guys have had some tough, gritty matches. And so 197 pounds is absolutely stacked in the Big 12 and nationally. And so if Rocky's looking to get that title, that's going to be a big match. Um, after that, we're they, headed to the Cougar Clash the so, next day. <laughs> so, yeah. So this is one of those things where it's on the schedule, but there's some new, uh, there's some like, compliance type rules i guess where it's like if you're going to send guys it has to be on the schedule i think normally this is a tournament where they don't send too many starters um with a big duel like OU the night the day before i wouldn't expect start maybe a couple starters at this one maybe if there's like a lineup battle but uh i don't know what that might look like. I would expect mostly younger guys. I would say some of those guys we mentioned during the, the black and gold. Yeah. I don't think you'll see uh you know, uh freshmen can start five matches without burning the red shirt, but they can't do open tournaments until second semester. I believe that's right. Or no, I think it's the other way around. I think they can only do them first semester. They can't do them second semester. Either way, we, I don't, I think too many starters and there. we're gonna have to refresh ourselves on all the rules anyway since they changed all of them for this season oh yeah the three-point takedown there's yeah that's a whole thing <laughs> um but after that wyoming comes to town yep uh, wyoming uh hasn't had the best years lately last year we we won 28 to 10 but they didn't have all the starters in um you know head coach mark branch so tough even if they aren't 
uh, all like ranked guys. Every guy is going to be wrestling really tough, and you definitely can't flip up in a duel like that. Uh, the big one last year, uh, 125 pounds was Yori Volt taking out Noah Certain by Major. Uh, kind of a weird match. On paper, it looks pretty bad. But when you go back and watch the match, it was kind of two sequences that Volk put Certain on his back. Um, that's a match that I think that Certain and Volk are both kind of looking forward to earlier in the early in the year to kind of see if one of them could separate for that uh, Big 12 title. Um, after that, uh, kind of another week off, December 17th, you get Air Force at home. Um kind of similar to Wyoming. Yeah. They've, they've got a couple more ranked guys. Tucker Owens at 125 is really solid. Um, but the big one, emphasis on big, yeah, let's see. Um, is Wyatt Hendrickson at heavyweight. Coming in this season, ranked number two. Uh, last year, won NCAA's most dominant award uh, for just most bonus matches or most bonus points in matches. Had 17 falls, won the Guerrerian at the NCAAs for most pins. You know, when you talk about that athletic heavyweight, I mean, oh this my is the prototype. Also on the U23s tomorrow. Um, God, so excited to see what. I mean, Zach and him wrestled last year at NCAAs, and Zach, I think it was a lateral drop, freaking threw him to his back and held him there for like two seconds. I was so excited. But oh, man, it was a long two seconds for Hendrickson. Um, you know, so I think uh, Zach showed that he's not afraid to wrestle a guy like that and put up some points. And I mean, Hendrickson is must watch TV regardless. So getting him at home is going to be super exciting. It really is. Um, after that, a few days later, it's uh, against Illinois, but it's going to be in St. Louis. This is kind of part of this initiative that Mizzou Athletics is having. Uh, it's called Mizzou to the Lou. Uh, where a lot of our different teams are competing in uh, games and matches in St. Louis. So the um, the football team had a big game against Memphis at the Dome at America Center. We, of course, have bragging rights for basketball that goes there. Gymnastics had a meet. Soccer had a, 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 a match. And this one is going to be against Illinois, but in uh, the Stiefel or Stifle Theater mm -hmm. in St. Louis. So this uh, match actually takes place the night the before, night before Bragg the Bragg and Rights game uh, in the theater connected to the arena for that basketball game. Uh, not only that, but this duel is going to be streamed on UFC Fight Pass. Uh, UFC Fight Pass has really picked up their wrestling covers. They had a duel last year, Campbell versus Michigan. And this year, I think they have like 20 plus yeah. duels. Another, another subscription service we're going to have to get. Yes. So speaking of that, I think for like this week through the 31st, there is a promo where if you sign up for UFC Fight Pass and use the promo code DUAL, D-U-A-L, uh, you get three months for the price of one. So if you're looking to watch some wrestling duels and especially that one, uh, definitely sign up for that because that'll be, I mean, when we're talking to Coach Smith, they, they want to make it a show. Yeah, you know, absolutely. They, Mizzou has plenty of guys that went the MMA route and know how to uh, how all that promoting works and whatnot. So really excited for what that looks like. Um, after that, another little bit of a break. Then you get Virginia Tech coming home. Which is always a fun duel. Oh my gosh, Virginia Tech is such a tough team. I I think I lost my voice at the Virginia Tech duelist. Yes, I think that they are very similar to Mizzou. Just one of those teams that you know almost always has like eight, nine, ten guys ranked. Sends that many guys, 
uh, you know, top 10 team fighting for a trophy spot this year. I think, I think it's Mizzou and Virginia tech tied for second right now, just on projected points. Um, and they'll be hungry for this one too. This was another close loss, 17, 15 for the Tigers last year. Yeah. And this was a duel where Jake Hughes ended up not making the trip pretty late. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of threw things off. And then we didn't have Noah certain in this one either. I'm pretty sure. Um, and so every, if everyone's healthy, the, the big match you're kind of looking at 174 pounds, oh. Peyton Mako taking on Mikhail Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. yeah. And these two have wrestled the past two years in the duel. And every, in, every year in 2022, I'll say it. Peyton Mako beat Mikhail Lewis in yes. overtime with a cradle, but the rest did not call it. And we won't apologize for that. He was opinion. on a hip. Um, but last year, I think it was a three, two decision, not, very similar Mako getting so close, but Makai Lewis just so athletic, so flexible. Their their styles just completely match up to be such kryptonite for each other and, sometimes. And you know, you say a three-two decision and, and boring type of match comes to mind, but the way these two wrestle, no, the way these throws two scramble, and scrambles that just never turned it's out. It's crazy. You you couldn't you couldn't recreate stuff like that with with other guys. So excellent duel just for the team having them at home is going to be awesome hopefully get a good crowd super excited for a duel like that um now that's not the alumni duel is it uh i don't think so but it might be i just remember the oh that was like the double header in 2021 yes right? yeah, yeah that was the alumni duel a while ago yeah but uh but yeah super good duel um and then after that mizzou finally hits the road uh, taking on heading all the way out to Palo Alto, California to take on Stanford. Um, it, Stanford with a new head coach. Uh, they got Chris Ayers from Princeton. Um, I think that this duel kind of came on when Rob Cole mm -hmm. was still on board, but Rob Cole is out now out at uh, Northern Carolina. So maybe we'll I can't see. keep track of any of those coaching changes <laughs> well, that happened. Over yeah. Then. And Rob Cole has bounced around all over the place lately. Um, but uh Stanford, really strong school, top 25 type school. You know, Shane Griffith left, but they've got guys like Nico Provo, uh, Hunter Garvin. Um, oh, there's a really good, who's their 157? It was Charlie Derricott, and then they had a true freshman start. He was like the sixth seed at NCAAs. Jared Jacobs beat him at the scuffle. So you know everything about him, but his name. <laughs> I know everything about him, but his name. I got to look at, look at that real quick because it's going to drive me crazy. Daniel Cardenas, yes. So that's a really good test for whoever gets the start at 157. Um, I they I think they have a Missouri guy too. I just closed their freaking WrestleStat, of course. Um, that is expected to come into the lineup at 184. Jack Dara, uh, I think he was a CBC guy coming out of high school. Um, so you know, have a nice little connection there. But that'll be a good duel. Also, going on the road all the way out there is always tough. So. Uh, and then a bit of a break after that, too, for a little over two weeks before uh, going to kind of West Virginia and Cornell kind of sandwiched on the same weekend. Yeah, you've got West Virginia on a Friday and Cornell on a Sunday, which is a, a tough back to back. That yeah, really is. Um, you know, West Virginia, 
similar to to like Wyoming or Oklahoma, Mizzou kind of handled them last year, winning thirty eight to three. I think the only loss was when Colton Hawks bumped up to one ninety seven, and he yeah, because he like, had to. Yeah, he lost like three two or but something. But he looked like that. awesome. He looked really yeah. good for competing at one ninety seven. Uh, you know, West Virginia, really good match at one hundred sixty five pounds with Peyton Hall. He's a twenty twenty two All American. Uh, was banged up at the end of the year last year and didn't AA, but when he's on, I mean, he uh, he wrestled O'Toole in a really close match last year. Uh, it was 1-0 for O'Toole through most of it, and then in the third period, Keegan barely managed to get a takedown to kind of clinch that win, but Peyton Hall is one of those guys that he's ranked nine right now, but he could be a 2-3 type guy by the end of the season, and I, I wouldn't be too shocked. Um, they're, they're a really solid team coming in, and then, uh, after West Virginia, you've got Cornell. Uh, you know, Cornell had a really solid tournament last year. They were a trophy team, and they are, again, just a very strong team. Uh, kind of compare them to like a Virginia Tech or Oklahoma State even. Um, they've got, I mean, man, I think just, just about every weight, 125. They got Brett Unger, who's like top 12. Uh, 133, obviously, returning champ Vito Arujao is coming back. Um, I got a shift from rooting for Vito Arrugia to not doing that right, anymore. Yeah. Um, Vince Cornella at 141 is ranked and was a top 12 type guy. Meyer Shapiro is one is the number one overall recruit expecting to come in at 157. Uh, Julian Ramirez was an All-American contender. Chris Foca, uh, I think, placed third at NCAAs. And just, I mean, him and Mako is going to be a, a electric match. I feel like someone's getting put on their back there. Um, and then you've got Jonathan Lowe at 184, Jacob Cardenas, who's an All-American, yeah. Luis Fernandez, who was kind of an All-American contender but got injured last year. I mean, top to bottom, that's really going to test the team uh, overall in just a super, super tough match. Yeah, and then after that, February 4th at home, pretty boring <laughs> duel. You know, Oklahoma State, if you've even heard of them. No, but this is another one. For, what did we lose by one point last year with – I think, it was, I think it was two points again. Or 17, no, 1716. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, I mean, and another one where it's like there's not gonna be an uninteresting matchup. No, like, and this this is uh Mizzou senior night too, because this is their last home duel on February 4th. So you gotta win. It's you it's gotta win. I mean, every Oklahoma State duel is crazy. Some upset happens, someone gets pinned, crazy stuff happens. This year they they made a lot of changes. They brought in Coleman Scott as an assistant coach. They've they hit the transfer portal hard. They really did. Um, you know, but again, another team where just about every weight there's there's a ranked guy. Um, I think every weight there is a ranked guy. We'll yeah. kind of see. They've got some what look like holes right now, but we'll kind of see how that plays out through the season. But I mean, the the highlight match there. You got Dayton Fix, who's four time All American, three time finalist, uh, silver world medalist at sixty one kilos. Um, taking on question mark. Taking on question mark. You know, you've got uh, Isaac Olejnik, who was an All-American for Northern Illinois, Northern Illinois, taking on Keegan O'Toole. Those two actually faced in the 2021 MAC Finals, funny enough. Um, but Olejnik was an All-American last year, so that's a big match. Uh, uh, you got Dustin Plot at 184. Yeah. Again, against question. Do you think it's going to be Hawks? But, you know. Who, who knows, you know. And, and Plot, two-time All-American at 174, kind of rivalry with Peyton Mako going back and forth. Yeah, and but then he bumped up. The big one from last year, 197 pounds, Luke Serber took out what was number one Rocky Elam. Yeah, that was a crazy yeah. crazy and match. I mean you know 
both guys are are wanting this match bad, yeah. especially Rocky. Server's going to be there to make sure that people don't think it's a fluke, and oh, Rocky's yeah. going to be there for redemption. And it's, oh, I can't. This is always such a good deal. Also, Connor Doucette ended up just really cleaning up last season. I mean, and he took Elam to, to ride out. Yeah. You know, he, he's not the most offensive guy, but his defense is top tier. And so there's really not a, a boring match listed on there right now. No, that's going to um, be really exciting as always. After that, about another couple two weeks off, you can kind of see where breaks are built into the schedule pretty nicely. But after it's important because having... this is the part of the season where I mean people are banged up, yes, people are tired. Absolutely. Like we talk about, you know, this is why we don't do lineup pre or previews for these duels right now because who knows who's going to actually be healthy by the time the stuff rolls around. Yeah, and you kind of look, you know. So after that, they see North Dakota State on a Friday, February sixteenth, and then two days later go go and see South Dakota State. Um, and so the Mizzou beat North Dakota State last year pretty solidly. Uh, the team lost a lot of talent with Roger Kish leaving. Mm-hmm. So they they had two All-Americans, but they're not returning either of them. Uh, Kellen March versus Brock Mahler is probably the highlight match right there. It was a really tight, like 3-2 type of win last season. Um, but, you know, when you're facing a school – and you know that I think North Dakota State will get better than than where they're kind of projected right now. But this could be an opportunity to rest some guys and send out some of these backups that might see time in the future. Yeah. Um, and especially when you've got a tough duel like South Dakota State in two days. Did they rest last season? I don't think they rested last so season. But in 2021, they came to Columbia and beat us. Yeah, I remember um, that. They yeah they upset us. They've got. They are one of my sleeper teams for the Big 12. Another team that is ranked at not every weight, but most weights. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the big match, Tanner Sloan was, versus Rocky Elam. Mm-hmm. That's that's always, you know, like I said, Rocky's going to get tested throughout the season. Uh, Rocky beat Sloan in overtime in the Big 12 finals, and then Sloan beat him in the NCAA semifinals with some not-so-great calls, I might add. But mm-hmm. still, um, you know, Sloan a returning NCAA finalist. This is a bit, that'll be a big match, both for the duel and in them. And I know um, we talk about Peyton Mako a lot, but that against Cade DeVos is going to be cool too. Well, and you know, Mako took out DeVos in the blood round last year. So, so he's going to be mad. There's, yeah, that's just, that's, that's a match that guys are going to have highlighted. And uh, another opportunity at 157 pounds, there's number 12, Kale Swenson. He's kind of the leading ranked guy for the Jackrabbits at that weight class. Uh, and for the Big 12. Um, and so whoever is in that spot, if they want to show that they're like a Big 12 title contender, that's a that's an opportunity to win that. Um, so, yeah, just a really, really solid duel uh, late in the season, getting tested against some top guys um, and kind of starting a tough run of matches. Uh, you get just five days later, you head to Iowa to take on Northern Iowa and Iowa State. Another Friday, Sunday. Another Friday, Sunday. Um, Northern Iowa, you know, Mizzou has dueled them going back to the MAC days uh, and always just a tough team. They, they're they ranked, I want to say like 18th or something like that. Um, it's not going to be on there. But uh, they are such a tough team. Even at the weights, they aren't ranked. Their guys are going to wrestle tough. Yeah. They're going to be in your face. They're going to – you're going to – you're going to feel the feel the match, you know. Um, and big matches at 141, Kale Happel, you know, Josh Edmonds kind of expected to man that 141 spot. And Happel is the kind of guy that you got to go through if you want to not only make the podium, but, uh, or not only 
contend in, in the Big 12, but make the podium. Um, I'm excited for Edmonds to be back. Oh, my gosh. That double leg is going to be so much fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and then of also. Of course, you got Parker Kekheisen in 184. Yeah, he's kind of their leader. He's a senior uh, at 184 pounds. Or maybe he does have another year. I'm not sure. Um, but he is ranked number one coming into this season. I think he's undefeated against Big 12 competition. Yeah, that's going to uh, be tough. Colton Hawks has always wrestled him really tough. And I've always been impressed when, even when he loses in those matches. So, it's always a good one to watch out for. Uh, they've got a really solid freshman coming in, Wyatt Volker, who redshirted last year and made the U-20 Greco team. Tyrell Gordon, he's one of those guys that had really tight matches with uh, Zach Elam and so athletic and really improved last year. So if he takes another jump, I mean, he's going to be another guy in that just stacked Big 12 heavyweight class. Um, and then they finished the season on February 25th at Iowa State for Iowa State senior night on David Carr being celebrated oh. in Hilton. I mean, that's going to be a, a crazy duel, um, you know, and just an, another match where it's going to be 10 guys versus 10 ranked guys. You know, um, Iowa State, they, they brought in some transfers, and they're definitely going to be uh, a lot of rematch, not a lot of rematches, but a handful of rematches, but then also just – some some new matches that we're seeing. Actually, now that I'm looking at it, maybe not that many rematches. Um, Bastida. He's a heavyweight. Oh, guy. yeah, because he was 197. Yeah, so, so it's not a, what, an Elam Brothers rematch. Yes. So Zach Redding is bumping up from 133 to 141. Casey Swiderski, as a result of that, is going to 149. You got one of the top recruits of one of the 2022 or 2023 classes. He recertified a couple times. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know how uh, old anyone is. At 157. Uh, MJ Gaiton, they're having wrestle off, so he's contending for that 174 spot. He was a really solid retro freshman. Will Feldkamp was an All American for Clarion, uh, coming into like his seventh year at Iowa State and mm -hmm. looking to repeat. Uh, Julian Broderson is bumping up to 197, and then Young Bastida going up to 285. And we saw Bastida, he All American at 197 in 2022. Yeah. Uh, I'm super. For Namas, you guys, Bastida bumping up to heavyweight is one of my most exciting things because if he can keep that athleticism and explosiveness and improve that cardio and, and get even stronger. I mean, he took out Cornell's Luis Fernandez while at 197. Kevin Dresser bumped him up to win the duel against Cornell at National Duels and just a crazy move. Mm -hmm. um, so I think Bastida could be like a right up there with like a Wyatt Hendrickson type if, if it works out like potential is so that's a great match with zach elam but i mean you gotta it's all about that 165 pound yeah they're i'm sure that they're gonna arrange it where that's the final match oh, it's too. Got, and i just i just hope that but i mean you expect david carr to wrestle and i don't think that coach smith would like purposely try to protect keegan or anything like that but no you gotta make this match this match has to happen I mean, everyone is going to be tuning in to, to watch. This. Yeah, that's like, that's going to be one of the matches of the of the regular season. So. I don't know if anyone follow. Uh, hopefully, you all follow James on Twitter, but he shared a screenshot of a text exchange we had where unprompted, both of us were like coincidentally watching Keegan and uh, and David Carr's matches. From he was watching all of them. I was watching Big Twelves and NCAA's. Yep. I mean, this is just like. 
it's a story at this point. It, you know, Keegan busy with freestyle this offseason. David Carr took the offseason off to focus on folk style for his final year. I mean, you know, David Carr is trying to be a one a five-time conference champ and and a tool obviously is trying to get his second title after getting pinned in last year's yeah. Big 12. So, I mean, that's that's one of the matches of the year and one that you expect to see at, at in the duel at Big 12s at the NCAA's. So, that's their regular season, which we, you know, we talked about, you know, only that one tournament i mean plus the cougar clash but only that one tournament that we'll probably see starters at and i think it's because it's such a stacked schedule like yeah i mean you've got that's so, gonna be i mean all of those are gonna be must watch that's arizona state's so top exciting. 10 oklahoma's 14 air force's top 25 virginia tech is number two uh stanford's top 25 west virginia is not ranked but i think they will be cornell is the top five oklahoma state's 11 uh, South Dakota State's 14, Northern Iowa, I want to say it's like 18. That sounds right. Iowa State's 11. So, you know, just tournament after turn or duel after duel after duel against top guys. And even in the, the ones where the teams aren't ranked, they've got There's a handful of ranked guys really... that are, are going to be big tests. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the regular season. Big 12s in Tulsa, Oklahoma again, March 9th and 10th. And then NCAA Blaze, Mizzou's hosting Kansas City, Missouri. It's the year of Kansas City. Yep. Um, March 21st through the 23rd. You know, so that's going to kind of be the the end of the year. Mizzou's really looking to get a trophy in their hometown, in their home state. Um, but, yeah. I it's going to be awesome. We do want to give a shout out to Coach Smith for not scheduling a duel on our wedding weekend. Oh, yes. Yeah, we might we might miss a pod in January. Eh, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe we'll record one at the head table or something. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to be doing much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we will be we'll we'll talk about it again once it gets closer. Also, but, uh, there's nothing we would rather be doing around our wedding time than than watching Mizzou wrestling. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're pumped about it. Um, that's all we got i think yeah we're, we're really looking forward to it we do want to give one more shout out and a huge thank you to our sponsor wrestling central again out of warrensburg missouri whether you are a school or a club looking for some custom wrestling gear you're a wrestler who just needs some shoes headgear stuff like that or you are a mizzou wrestling fan there is tons of really cool stuff available again www.wrestling-central.net um, and we are so excited to be partnering with them uh, for this season of the Tigers and Takedowns podcast. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. And you know what we say. Mizzou is a wrestling school.